What's up, friends? I am back. I know it's been uh, since March <laughs> since we had podcasts, but things have just been moving at the speed of life and things get hectic and things get crazy and I've been just processing through some things before I wanted to talk about them and we are back here in the closet recording podcasts. We got some ginger beer which I don't know if any of the rest of you love ginger beer but I do especially on a hot summer day. A nice cold ginger beer just helps bring everything into a right state in the world. Um but I'm glad to be with you. And in the time that I was away, I talked to some people and they just expressed how much they really enjoyed podcast. And so I want to do right by you guys. And I feel like there's things that need to get out there. There's things that I have to say. And whether people listen to it now or maybe someday people will listen to it when I'm gone, it hopefully will be helpful to you and enriching to you, give you something to think about and help you to live your life as a better version of you. So let's jump right in. Today I want to talk about identity and I think that we are living in a time where we are going through an identity crisis. I think it's really something that people are struggling with. I think it's something that people are searching for. I think that it's something that we really cannot be 100% ourselves or powerful without. And I think it's been a huge quest for so many people. And I started thinking about this in the spring a lot. And it what kind of sparked it was I was in my backyard and my backyard is not a huge space. And there's this really super annoying tree that hang like the actual trunk of the tree is in the people's yard next door and the tree is grown so big that it comes over almost my whole yard and it drops leaves and it drops these like flower pod things I don't know they turn brown they end up getting in my house they're annoying they are all over the backyard it's just ridiculous and in the fall I had really tried to be diligent about picking up the dog poop in the backyard because I really did not want it to be a mess that I had to deal with in the spring. And even in spite of my efforts of cleaning up all the dog poop, I got out there in the spring. I cut down a tree with like some pruning shears because the maintenance won't cut down the tree. I was filling up these black trash bags with the leaves that were dead that I couldn't get up in the fall before it snowed. And as I'm doing that, I found all these piles of crap. And it made me feel so discouraged in one sense. And it also made me think about this. In our lives, <laughs> we encounter crap. We encounter toxic emotions. We encounter offenses and hurt feelings and situations that are out of our control that we internalize. And really, they just become baggage and they become crap, excuse me, that attaches itself to us that if we never deal with it, it just gets in the way and it becomes disgusting. And as I was getting to the bottom of these piles of leaves, there were piles of crap that were like 
almost composting themselves. They were so disgusting. And I just thought to myself, oh, I wish I would have dealt with this all in the fall. Even though I thought I had dealt with it all, obviously I missed some. And in our lives, there are so many times where we go around and we feel like we're doing a really good job and then something will come up and it will expose crap that we never dealt with. <laughs> if the word crap offends you, I'm sorry. And I think that if we can be better at cleaning up our crap and we can be better at dealing with things, dealing with issues, dealing with problems, dealing with toxic emotions, processing through situations that are not positive on the front end, then we don't have to deal with the crap when it has fermented and it's become composted and moldy and it's just disgusting and stinky. And it's worse than when it actually happened. And I think a lot of times what we end up doing is we find our identity in the crap, whether we knew the crap was there or not. And we can never truly be the version of ourselves we were created to be if we keep attaching our identity to the crap, if we attach our identity to the toxic emotions, if we attach our identity to the awful things that maybe have happened in our lives. What happens to you is not who you are. And oftentimes when we bury things down and we put a partnership between us and the lies or us and the experience or us and the toxic emotions, we think that that is who we are. We think because you have failed, you are a failure. Or we think, oh, well, this family member always told me that I was good for nothing, so I'm good for nothing. Well, that is not the truth. You were created on purpose with a purpose to fulfill a purpose. And those things that come up in our lives happen because people have free will and people themselves are also hurting. And so when we encounter other people who are hurting, who don't know who they are, it makes it really easy for us to attach ourselves to lies or for us to attach ourselves to things that are not who we are. Our identity is not even found in what we do. It's not found in our occupation. It's not found in what we do for fun. It's not found in what we are actually good at. Our identity is the fundamental things that make up our DNA, that make up who we are. And if we can move away from, well, I am for myself, like I could say, well, I am a realtor. That is my identity. Well, no, my identity is not that I am a realtor. Being a realtor is something I do. My identity is that I am a truth seeker. I am a fun lover. I am an adventure go-getter. I <laughs> am kind. I work to be empathetic. I want to be a person of integrity. I'm striving to be a person of integrity. Those things all make up who I am. And when I implement those things, and when I fully implement who I am and I be real and genuine and authentic in that, then it affects everything that I do in a positive way. It affects what I do and makes what I do effective for other people. Who we are and what we do are two different things. 
And just like I said, who we are ends up empowering us to do things on a higher level. And too many people in our world today don't know who they are. So we're frustrated, we're beat down, we're unfulfilled, and we're striving for things and we're fighting for things that really don't fulfill purpose, that really don't progress purpose. And they may feel good for a moment, but then we're left empty. We're fighting these battles that don't even matter because we don't know who we are. We're fighting on behalf of something that isn't really who we are. And so when we get through that battle or we get through that fight, then we feel unfulfilled. There are so many bigger things that you can fight for. And I feel like, you know, we see this a lot with maybe businessmen or we see this with athletes when their career comes to retirement. Often they get lost because they don't know actually who they are because they've placed their identity in being an athlete or they've placed their identity in being a businessman and they don't recognize that first they're a man, first they're a father, first they're a friend, and then there's fundamental qualities that are built on top of that. We see this sometimes with mothers when their kids leave the nest right? They feel lost. They don't know what to do because they have put themselves in a place where their identity is, I am mother. And they do a really great job at that role. However, they forget that first, they're a woman. First, they're a fun lover. First, they are a creative. First, and all of that then empowers them to be a great mother. And if we can properly find our identity, then we can operate from a whole different level. We can operate from a level of freedom that we never ever realized was possible when we were stuck in a place where we didn't know who we were. I think oftentimes we lose our identity also because other people who are searching for their identity can be rude. Other people who are searching for their identity can be cruel. They can be nasty. They can try to rip you apart and tear you down and not think twice about it. Well, that's not who they are either. That is a byproduct of them believing some kind of crap that then pushes them in a direction that is not who they are. And so then their behavior does not reflect who they are. And as their behavior does not reflect who they are, then it can kind of rub off on other people, right? How many of us have listened to people who were offended or listened to people who didn't like something about us and allowed it to affect us, allowed it to affect our actions, allowed it to have a negative result in our own lives. There was a period of time for about a year and a half where I was getting nothing but negative feedback from every area in my life. It felt like everybody had something to say. Everybody was upset. People who I thought were my friends only had negative things to say because they didn't always like my behavior. And rather than taking a step back and saying, you know, something's different that's not her, what's going on here, 
there was an attack on the actual behavior, right? And it's so easy to do that. And I'm not penalizing anyone. I'm just saying that that was part of what happened. And I've noticed in my own life, sometimes it is really easy to attack bad behavior, but bad behavior is evidence of an identity crisis. Bad behavior is evidence of someone acting out of character, and they oftentimes don't know why. And if we can speak to the heart of the issue, if we can see people who they are, and we can rightly see ourselves as who we are, then we can address issues gently. We can help people to come back on course. We can love people through hard things that are happening and help them to not have an identity crisis, right? Because really, discovering your true identity is the biggest freedom you will ever find. It is the most free you will ever be. When you discover who you are and why you are that way and you start walking out your life with purpose, you will find yourself to be so free. And as you are free, then you want to transfer that freedom to other people, right? The, the first step in finding your identity is separating who you are from what you do. It's sitting down. And I would challenge you to do this. And it's not easy. It can be really hard. But I would challenge you to sit down and to start dissecting and finding out who you are. Not necessarily just looking at, oh, I like this and I dislike this. But fundamental character, finding the fundamental characteristics that make up who you are, the intricate details that have been put on the inside of you that are woven together to make you unique, to make you one of a kind. What are those things? And then looking at how do these morals and these characteristics make me up and how do these empower me to do the things that I do on a different level? How does me being me impact the world around me? How does me being myself, being free from anxiety, being free from the opinions of others, being free from toxic emotions, being free from other people's offenses, how does me being me partnering with truth, looking at truth over facts, identifying myself with the truth of who I was created to be. How does that empower me to live on this earth on a different level? How does that empower me to be the kind of man that I need to be? How does that empower me to be different than all the other men around me? How does that empower me to be the best woman that I can be or the best teenager that I can be? How does that empower me to treat people differently? And as you do it, you'll recognize that there are all kinds of challenges. There are all kinds of opportunities to not execute you as who you truly are. There are all kinds of opportunities for you to be different or for you to fall back into old patterns or for you to identify yourself in what you do rather than who you are. And it will take time and it will take digging and it may even expose some crap that you didn't deal with or that you didn't clean up. However, in order to be free, we got to do it. We got to do it. And in order for us to start to see different things happening in our world, we have to be people who know who we are. And as you discover who you are, 
and you take who you are into your world and into your environment, you will start to see things affected. And it won't be what if in a negative sense anymore, but it'll be what if I am myself and that empowers this person to be themselves and they have a bright idea that totally revolutionizes the education system. What if I be myself, who I was created to be, and it empowers my next door neighbor who has the next innovative idea for a business or for a restaurant or something. We will start saying what if in a positive context rather than a negative context. And we'll quit dragging our feet on the positive things because we recognize that in finding identity, we open up positive doors of possibilities. We open up avenues for partnerships in a healthy way. We open up these portals throughout life where we're empowering other people to be free. We're empowering other people to be creative. We're empowering people to be themselves. And from that, then we find freedom, we find purpose, we find fulfillment. And as we find that in our own life, people are gravitated towards us. And then as we find that, then we help them to find that. And it becomes this positive domino effect. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? And it's not if you can be a part of it, it's will you put in the work to discover who you truly are and to be you. No one else can do the things that you can do. No one else was created to fulfill the things that you were created to fulfill. No one else was put on this earth in this time to be you. You were put here to be you. And often our identity crisis prevents us from fulfilling what we were created to do. Often we spend so much time trying to make people see who we are or a false version of ourselves that we, we actually don't live. We never actually be who we are because we have this who we are created in our mind and we want people to see us a certain way. Well, stop that. (laughs) Be you. Sit down. Like I said, I challenge you and I've been doing this. I challenge you to sit down and to really start to dig into who you are and what lies have you partnered with that you need to cut off and what things have you been doing well to to be a great representative of who you are and what qualities do you need to develop that are a part of who you are and what people do you need to include in your life that will fuel who you are being developed on the highest level and as we do those things then in each community in each household in each little microcosm we start to see changes happening, which then grows to a bigger level. And at some point we will see changes happening in our world. So that's all I have to say today. (laughs) I just really believe we are going through an identity crisis. Like I said at the very beginning, and if we can correctly figure out who we are and we can separate who we are from what we do, we'll realize that we transition through life a lot differently because we don't care so much what other people say or that what we did offended somebody 
because it was perceived wrongly or certain things because we are firm in who we are. We know who we are and we are free to be ourselves uninhibited. So hopefully this helped you today. Hopefully this will cause you to start thinking about who you are and who you want to be and where you want to get to and what you need to develop so that you can be completely free and you can be fulfilled in living out who you were created to be. So as always, remember, it's your life. It's your choice. Choose happy and be you. And I will see you guys next time on the podcast.